Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everybody and welcome back to our second episode of the week and I'm going to try really hard not to waffle along too much at the beginning because it's uh, quite a, a bit of a longer interview um, but just a, a couple of things um, that I wanted to say before we dive into the conversation I had with Marilyn, our guest uh, today. Uh, we recorded this episode Ooh, um, I think actually before Corona was even on our radar or kind of just a little bit on our radar, so uh, which I find it interesting listening back uh, when, it, when it was a different world. Um, but um, it's quite a different episode to Monday's episode. So Monday we were joined by David, who um, was quite pragmatic, I think, with his advice and his viewpoint. And he uh, kind of talked a bit about law of attraction and how it's something he used to teach, um, but now doesn't. Um, now, you know, it's kind of apologised for teaching it. Um, and it's something that he doesn't see as being real or, or being uh, something that works. And today, for want of a better term, we're going very woo-woo. <laughs> with Marilyn and and she'll dive into it but we're really going into the kind of spiritual realm um and that kind of stuff and you know I guess uh what I just wanted to say at the outset is that on the podcast we're all about sharing different perspectives and different experiences and stories um and so Marilyn is sharing her perspective and her truth um you know, so when she says about knowing things, the things that, that, are, that are true to her. And so I guess um, not everyone is woo-woo, is my point. And uh, that I think there are some interesting perspectives that Marilyn has and some interesting takeaway tips. So even if you wouldn't describe yourself as woo-woo, I would say listen with an open mind, an open heart, and you might take something away from it. It might be that you listen and don't agree with anything uh, that Marilyn says or any any of our guests actually whether it's woo-woo or it's you know different uh, theoretical perspective to you a different safe background etc um and one of the things I always sort of say is that we're we're not prescriptive it's about because we we're so unique we're such unique individuals and yes there's commonalities because we all we're all sharing this human experience but we are individuals made up from our own, you know, our genes, our family, our life experiences, uh, everything that, that makes us who we are, our beliefs, our values, etc., etc. We are so different. And so, you know, I, I've i obviously got things I believe in, things that I hold to be true. But, um, you know, I, I kind of like having this space where we can present all different kinds of advice and suggestions and stories and that you can kind of take from it what makes sense to you or what appeals to you. And there'll be some things that people suggest that you think, yeah, that sounds like me. That will totally work for me. There'll be things that you think, hmm, I don't know, I'll try it. Maybe they work, maybe they don't. And there'll be things that you might hear and you think, well, I don't agree with that. <laughs> that's complete nonsense. And and I think sometimes that's useful as well to broaden our perspectives, broaden our awareness or kind of understanding some of the other perspectives that are out there. But I also think sometimes there's valuable information in what you disagree with because it, it kind of gives you that, that boundary to sort of bounce off of and go, no, I don't agree with that. So do I agree? How much do I not agree with it? Do, uh, do I believe the opposite? Do I believe somewhere in the middle and and it still can help us with that increasing self-awareness which is something that is so important and I know something that Marilyn kind of touches on about kind of knowledge from within ourselves rather than just listening to all the kind of external noise that's going on so I would just say that um, and I also just wanted to um, to say one thing about medication uh, because it's something that Marilyn references um, kind of medication and you know, and I think this is, again, something that there can be quite diverse opinions on. I think sometimes the the health 
uh, sectors can possibly over medicate or they, they have that medical model um, as a as a default sometimes so you know I think with medications I mean I personally have taken antidepressants and found them to be useful for myself uh, so I'm not going to say that that they never work that they're complete nonsense not to take them but I also wouldn't say you know for everyone that they work and sometimes it can take a while to find the right one or it might be that um, you know, thinking just about depression, you can have treatment resistant depression when when no medication works. So I guess it's just a, a disclaimer that with with this episode and with all episodes that people are expressing their their stories and, and their opinions from their background, uh, from their training or their life experiences, and that's listen with an open mind, take on board what you want, believe what you want. Um, it's not, or personally for me, it's not about trying to convert people or trying to like force an opinion on people. It's really just presenting different perspectives on mental well-being or things that can impact on well-being as a sort of, I don't know, buffet, if you like, of, of things that you, that you yeah can try out. So uh, that's it. I've already talked way longer than I, than I was intending to. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode and I will be back super, super briefly. I will try at the end. So here you go. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to welcome this week's guest, Marilyn, to the podcast. So, Marilyn, welcome. And if you could introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about you. Well, thank you, Hannah. I'm so glad to be here and thank you for the invitation to be on your program. This is a real treat. And yes, I am Marilyn Redmond. I am an ordained spiritual minister for counseling. And I also do holistic health healing, complementary medicines, counseling for therapeutic hypnosis. We can get to the bottom of your medical or other issues where they started. And through regression or hypnosis, I'm internationally board certified for regression therapy and on the American Board of Hypnotherapy. So uh, your body will tell you why you're sick or what your problem is and where it started. And the healing information, that's the part we really want to hear. So I do a lot of different things with helping people with relationships, domestic violence, addictions, passed over. If you want to reach your contact, your family that has passed on to the other side, I help you with that. Uh, I do also as a retired teacher, I taught kindergarten through college actually. Uh, I have a lot of answers for education. If people are looking for better ways to help uh, things move along in a better mode. And I also have had a lot of angel experience. I'm still alive. I've almost died 12 times. Been off cliffs. They put me back on the road, etc. So I have a writing right now. I'm writing a book about my angel experiences. And I have written 10 books that are on Amazon.com, uh, and uh, that includes ebooks so that you can download on your uh, um, technical your pads or whatever. And so I love to do channeling from the other side. Um, through my meditations, I have been able to connect with the other side, and I constantly am in contact with Archangel Michael, uh, John from the Bible. Uh, Mother Mary, Jesus, and uh, other Ascended Masters guides, and your guides, if people are interested in that information. And some of that channeling is on YouTube. I have 173 YouTubes with the various things I've just talked about. So if you're interested in any of those situations, I'm, I'm your person. I hopefully uh, can help people with all kinds of difficulties, and I love doing it. So I'm available, and I love... Uh, getting the word out to people that there are answers. So thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So I'm very curious about spiritual healing, spiritual counseling generally, and, and how that works. And I um, I guess from my background, I have more experience of, I guess, more traditional psychological type counseling approaches. Although I have tried a past life regression, which was which was. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I'd be really, um, really keen to hear about how spiritual counselling works, you know, how you actually help people get to the root of what's going on with them. Well, that's a really good point. You know, I'm glad you've done a past life regression. Uh, that's where I got my first training and realized that there was more to it than what we just visually see. 
And there's a bigger energy that we're part of called consciousness, intellectual consciousness, or how are people describe that higher power and energy in our systems. And because it's invisible, a lot of people just ignore it or deny it. And that you're involved is wonderful. Uh, I have found that that's where the answers come from. And in our human material life, we're taught to look outside ourselves for experts and uh, people who are supposed to know what's going on and they tell us what to think and what to do and how to feel and whatever. And I found the answers are inside. And if you have gone into that space, I think you're getting the answers for you instead of what other people tell you what to do. And I found it to be a lot more productive because you're reaching your soul. And that tells you the truth of who you are and what's right for you might not be the same for someone else. And so everybody's answers are usually honest. Your feelings are tend to be the same, but how you got those feelings are usually different for everybody. And so learning how to go beyond the superficial into the real you and get your answers in a spiritual way is really important. And that brings balance. That's what holistic medicine's about is to, I just wrote an article yesterday about all of this, how you balance your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual life. So medicine just addresses the physical. And so there's a lot more parts to you than that. So when you look at where your feelings, where they come from, and you can change them in a altered state, and that's past life regression, uh, meditation, there's a lot of ways to move into a higher consciousness, an altered state. And when you're in that state, um, amazing information can show up. And all my books are basically channeled from that higher consciousness. That um, My experience in life at this point has brought me through um, nine addictions, mental illness, domestic violence, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, a variety of medical issues and so forth. And um, because I have come out on the other side, I can help people find for what I found out and they can apply the basic parts of that and come through from their own experience. And it's really the answers are from that spiritual point of view I'm finding and it just stay in the material keeps you in a third dimensional perception, which is good and bad, right and wrong, judgment, criticism, all the ought to, you ought to do this, you ought to do all those things that people tell us. And instead of learning to be ourselves and, and find out what's really right for our own situation. So uh, we move out of third dimension, and which is limiting, and we move into the limitless fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh higher dimensions of reality. And that's the love and unconditional love without criticism and judgment. And, and when you take away what everybody tells you and just leave the truth, it <laughs> works. Mm, yeah, and I think that, you know, there is so much from society, isn't there, about what we should do and what we need to do. And and that's, you know, um, I spoke to someone um, a couple of weeks ago on, on the podcast and they were saying, anytime you have that should, come up, that is something external, that's something coming from someone else, that's not coming from you, it's an, an external expectation. Um, but I really like that you, um, that you pointed out that you know, we are all individuals. We've got our own spiritual world, our own experiences, but that there is, there might be similarities between us. So by you sharing your experience in your books from what you've learned, although your experience is not going to be the same as anyone else's, there will be similarities and there will be things that people can learn from your experience and apply to their unique situation. Yes, I, I, it's taken a long time for me to realize we're not rubber stamps of each other. And that's one of the sad parts about education right now. They're making rubber stamps of everybody. You think inside the box, you take the test so everybody has the same information, the same answers, and you do not go outside the box. That's a no-no. What we're talking about is outside the box. Mm -hmm. and and we're thinking beyond what we're told to think but we're thinking for ourselves and I really like thinking for myself today because if I'd stayed with medicine I'd be dead today I was doing what they told me to do and the medicines were actually I, my body said you're dying and if I'd stayed with the religion I was raised in I wouldn't be alive today because it was domestic violence and he was trying to kill me and I was trying suicide to get out of the mess so I had to find other ways 
to move on in my life and, and I needed them desperately in my case. And thank goodness um, the universe stepped in and got me to treatment and got me off all the prescriptions and got me into a spiritual life that I didn't know existed because I wasn't raised. My family was mentally ill and alcoholic. I was never raised in reality. And so I've had to learn from, you know, the ground up <laughs> what life's really about because nobody was a model. Uh, they couldn't be adults, so they couldn't teach me to grow up. And so I've learned on my own, you know, how you do it. And I have been basically successful in moving past the childish reactions from fear and moving on and forward into the unconditional love of the universe. So, um, what I'm finding out is growing up and being mature is a much better place to be and we all need to have the answers and that's why my books I think are so important. Mm. Yeah, and I think that um you know what's great is that you've you've gone from that that difficult it sounds like childhood and and experiences of not receiving the support you needed but that you found a way through it to where you are now and but you're also then sharing what you've learned with other people so not only have you overcome the situation you're you're using it for the i don't know the greater good if you like to to share well thank you for saying that i i really appreciate when people recognize that it's possible that we can move beyond what we're put that box we're put in we can move out of it to me it's like opening up pandora's box maybe you know that story mm -hmm. and letting all the dark stuff come out and the light of the universe shine in and we can clean it all up and and i know that's going on in governments all over the world right now cleaning up the, <laughs> the darkness and and we can do that you know went up with ourselves and that's the key when we do it in our own lives we're the micro and the world the universe is the macro. So everything we help to make our life better today actually helps everybody. It all is connected. We're all one spirit. So whatever changes you make is part of the changes that affect everybody. So it's everybody can take responsibility for their own actions, their own thinking, their own th thoughts or things, and they become real. And so if you're negative, that's what you're gonna get. You know, it's we reap what we sow and, and changing all that to being a positive, wonderful experience is possible. Today, I wake up in gratitude instead of thinking I'm going to be dying. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm curious whether you, before you really embraced the kind of spiritual counseling and, and found this route for yourself, whether you had always felt some kind of spiritual connection and that ability to to channel or whether it was something that you discovered or came to in later life? That's an interesting question for me because um, I know my, my history today from a spiritual point of view and I know it from my material human point of view and as a little kid I didn't know and understand because the church preached against listening to the voice inside or talking to a god of that was energy of love uh it was a god out there that was going to save you is the church i went to and i know today that we save ourselves through changing our attitudes and energies within us our negative to positive so uh when i was in church as a little five-year-old and i was because it was a mentally ill home and I, it was a lot of abuse i went through a lot of abuse and i'm sitting in the church pew one sunday and i thought to myself that minister was saying the creed of what you're supposed to believe and i said to him i don't know why i remember this but i remember it clearly i said to myself i want to go back where i came from they treat you much nicer <laughs> and so that was kind of the first clue and then i had a clue in junior high school i was writing a report about an, a very famous indian lady called sacagawea for a report and I'm looking through the encyclopedia writing my report and the voice inside said well you were Sacagawea that's when I first found out about past lives and that's become a very important part of my life today and I talk about that in my book Paradigm Busters Reveal the Real You because we all have lots of different lives for learning 
and it's not that if we were famous or not it was it's the learning we needed to do to raise our thinking into a higher place of thinking which is loving instead of the fear so uh, i had indications but you didn't talk about it when my girl in my growing up or in my family or at church so you keep your mouth shut because then already i didn't fit in and I didn't want to be made fun of, so I kept my mouth shut for, until I got into being, you know, really a spiritual person. I also know in the very prologue of my Paradigm Busters book, I write that I came from the Pleiades to help people with the answers, because in a higher consciousness, you know how to heal these situations that we deal with on Earth, and how we can go through them and come out on the other side, like I've done. So I came to be an example. So that's my spiritual part of it. In my human part of it, I didn't learn about this and come out of the closet, so to speak, about it until I was about 45 years old and ended up in treatment for addictions. The doctors had me addicted to prescriptions. And I found in treatment that one drink of alcohol and one pill is six times the effect. So uh, getting addicted, with, I was just set up you know, through the medical field. They don't understand that pills and alcohol are the same chemicals they do the same thing in the body one's just liquid and one's a pill and, or a tablet or however medication they prescribe it and um, it keeps you out of reality those prescriptions actually stop your feelings and in my case they definitely stopped i was a zombie stopped my feelings and they stopped my growing up past where i was stuck and in my case i was stuck as a three-year-old from the abuse so I just walked around life looking good on the outside and basically dying on the inside. <laughs> and so when I found spirituality, it was my way out of that. Amazing. So I think it's something that I, I feel like I'm maybe becoming more spiritual, but I, yeah, I don't know that I may be becoming more open to other possibilities, but, um, and I, I don't know whether we could talk about angel numbers, you, you know, this idea of seeing repeated numbers, because that's something that I've started to to notice more and whether it's that I'm looking out for them more because I've seen them and, and heard about them. But um, and yeah, I, that's like kind of the only thing that I can think of in my reality of any sort of possible external messages that I feel that I'm getting. So I don't know if we could talk about that a little bit. If, um, and what that means if you're seeing like a repeated pattern is it is it a message coming from somebody or well that's what I, the book i'm working on right now is really about my understanding angels and going into a deeper understanding than most people have been told um my angels appeared when uh the first time uh we went off the cliff at the grand canyon in our car it was an icy snowy day and uh, actually right after christmas when you're we were on a vacation with our children and went off the edge and slid with because of the icy roads. I won't go into all the details. It's in my, some of my books. And, and the angels held the car with their hands. And that was the first time. I just knew that all of a sudden, we were, as we were turning upside down, and these hands were on the car. And I just knew there were six angels. There were six pairs of hands holding the car so we would not have a total uh, fiasco. <laughs> we landed upside down, but the ranger at the national park, that's what is Grand Canyon's a national park here, so scratching his head and said, we've never had an accident like this where people walked out without a scratch. I mean, they'd sent for the aid car with the sirens going, you know, here we, we need to get there fast, you know, and, and we walked out of the car. Our children were all bundled up with blankets and pills and those because it was cold and they were in the back of the station wagon and we were in seat belts hanging down upside down but we got out and that was really we, they were padded in and we were tucked in so to speak and, and that helped obviously um, and then when i tried suicide the angels appeared and showed themselves that was the first time i saw them uh, and i've been in touch with them ever since they helped me with my writing and painting and they're actually energies that connect me to my higher source. Now people call them angels, but they're actually an energy that's part of your total being, your soul. And we label things in the material world so we can talk about them because there really is no label for that energy. It's just different degrees of 
uh, vibrations. And, and so as you are in various vibrations, say I started out as a psyche because my vibrations were in third and fourth dimension. And then the more I meditated and connected with angels, and I went to some, a lot of um, classes uh, where we uh, did healings and meditations and so forth. And my vibrations just kept going up and up until now I can connect with fifth, sixth, seventh. Uh, higher vibrations. I on uh, the YouTube I call it channeling from the higher realms because I'm beyond a psychic. I'm actually a medium, so uh, I do both actually. So uh, when we connect with those energies, we're that, those are the talents we have. If you play piano, an energy comes in and helps you with that learning and that skill, so you can do it. Uh, if you're an artist, you know I I sat there one day and this my hand was going here and there and whatever and i got up and i thought gee that's really nice i wonder how who did that one <laughs> you know it wasn't me and, and that's what works with my writing and and so when you're connected in those higher realms your work is um not you it's god's however you determine to define god god working through you and you need to clean the channel and that's the spiritual part of my counseling i like to do is to help people clean out what's stopping that energy from making their life even better and we block it off because we're so used to fear we're programmed in this culture i hate to say it but the between the television and the violent movies and the videos and all the uh, negative newscasts and whatever and this now this virus thing is just a big fear ploy um we're, we're so conditioned to fear it stops our ability and we see we feel limited we can't feel like we can move into better places but we can when we get past it and i help people get past the fear i've become fearless and and your angels are there helping you all the way that your guides well that's another word for that type of energy or fear uh angels uh are working overtime so to speak to make sure you are in the right places meeting the right people having the right experiences so you can move on and have the right opportunities that will bring you uh, a bigger fuller life there's no limit to this we are told we're limited people no that's not true if you're really in touch with your spiritual self there's no limitation god is not limited and and so when you own that i mean there's no you just keep moving and growing and and it just gets better because as you release the things that stopped it, the fearful angers, resentments, guilt, shame, all that's not real. And you move beyond that into being just who you are, relax and enjoy life <laughs> and let it happen. It'll come to you and spontaneously. And as you, as in my case, I've moved up in my vibrational uh, connections. Uh, Archangel Michael was always in my life, I know today, but I was in such fear we couldn't connect. And when I was on a trip in Spain, um, long story, I was traveling in Europe to see the sites of where Mother Mary had appeared. And he showed up in my life and I could see him. It was like a, he was on gauze. It, was like, it wasn't like he was solid, but we connect and talk. But angels can become people. And I've had that experience where I had a flat tire on the way to see my grandchildren in another state. Totally nothing. Thing. no house no store and those was before cell phones no way to reach anybody for help i was all by myself on this freeway with a flat tire <laughs> and this little old man puts along in his little truck and says and i was afraid of strangers and he pulls up and all of a sudden i got calm instead of the anxiety of here i'm stranded you know and i got calm and he rolled his window down and said can I help you, ma'am? My, my first intention, because it, he was a stranger, didn't know him, so it would have been to say, no, I'm not going to go off with a stranger. But I found myself saying, yes, I do need help. And he said, I'll take you in so you can get your tire fixed. And he took me into town. They came out and fixed the tire. And I went to thank him, and he was gone. That's an angel. And those kinds of experiences today have happened worked in my life and my boyfriend has had beautiful people physically show up and help him and when he went to thank them they're gone um, and there's other stories of other people that had similar situations and uh, they were gone like this man wasn't walking out the door he was just not there anymore <laughs> so 
<laughs> so it's you know he didn't have two feet to go out the door so to speak but he he disappeared and and so i've really been blessed i know i have been i well i've almost died 12 times they've kept me alive and my boyfriend does healing on me all the time because of some of my medical issues are still healing and and uh, my spiritual teacher says he's kept me alive and out of a wheelchair so i know all this is real i know it works i'm a living example <laughs> that i'm still here because of the universe supports us all in a benevolent way in whatever we need if it's art or music or work for learn you know somebody learning a trade uh, i just got a wonderful response from my article yesterday uh, how well they liked it. Uh, for me, that was a real pleasure because I never could write two words when I was growing up in grade school. Um, I couldn't put two words together. So that this man said, you really write well. Oh, that was like getting an A in school, you know. So, you know, but people come back and, and they give you feedback for how you're doing. And we need to take that in and own it and say, gee, thanks so much. You know, I still have a little bit of disowning some of my abilities and talents because I was raised uh, to do to have self-love or self-respect and if you love yourself and you honor yourself what you do you respect it too and and you take it in not from being arrogant but you realize that that was something you were all you were a part of the process and that happening and you were part of making it real so that somebody else could enjoy it too that was a nice compliment so we we've taught we've been taught to disregard ourselves and, and i'm still learning to to uh, honor myself <laughs> and that's very true that we we just generally i think discredit ourselves or we can feel really awkward with compliments like you were saying and and have quite a negative view of ourselves and and i think it's it's so important for us to try and change that because you know we're you know, hopefully everyone listening has got people around them that care about them that love them but ultimately you're with yourself all the time so if the all the stuff that you're telling yourself is negative and the way you feel about yourself is negative versus if you can get into a space where you're having a loving view towards yourself and supporting yourself it's just so much better for you and is going to lead to so many better opportunities i guess so i'm also getting better at accepting compliments but it's still a bit of that when people say it, you're like oh no <laughs> that awkwardness but actually it's something quite powerful about trying to just absorb what someone's saying and just you know, accept it rather than brush it off i really relate with what you're saying the first time somebody kept gave me a compliment that i was not a robot zombie time and i could hear the compliment i turned around to see who they were talking to and behind me was a wall they were talking to me <laughs> it wasn't somebody else and and yeah what you're saying is to growing beyond that and accepting it and owning it and, and that's a huge thing in my book paradigm busters i have lots of offer affirmations to affirm the truth of who you are and to grow into that so you can tell yourself and reaffirm and that was part of the article i wrote yesterday for about people having uh, phobias uh, learning affirmations to move out of their phobia and claim who they truly are that they don't have to buy into the fear anymore because that's not who they really are and then flower I, i'm a flower press uh, flower essence practitioner and i do use those to support the affirmations because it helps move out the negative energy that is the negative mes message from your ego your brain that you don't want to listen to anymore so you can move that energy out with affirmations and flower essences they're liquid homeopathic that you take internally and you can actually change that energy so you see yourself through a new light and through new eyes and see yourself the love of who you truly are so um i have a question about raising your vibration because you were saying that you originally were, were a psychic and now you've raised your vibration to a higher level so if someone's listening to this and they're and they're thinking that maybe they're feeling blocked or that or they're feeling that they're not tuned in to you know higher higher levels how can we go about trying to raise our vibration well that's a wonderful question nobody's ever asked me that uh, well for me it started in meditation and if you it says be still and know that i am god if you're still that's a very important thing there's no interruption there's no 
conflict, there's no mental messages blocking out the universal message of love. So when you're still, you're in a quiet place that's real and it bypasses the ego. So that's a really important place. I meditate every morning to put myself in that place of no outside interference with, you know, the, there's a lot of negativity on the television about this virus and stuff. I just don't even watch television. So what I know is there's also, see, we, if you're holistic, you do it from physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And it all comes together in a balance. So physically, if you want to go into a higher consciousness, you put yourself in places that are loving and supportive. You don't go around people that are going to be bad-mouthing you or telling you what's wrong with you or your parents say, you know, if you don't do this, you're going to get punished. You don't need that kind of stuff. So you don't put yourself in places that are negative or punishing. So you, you support your physical well-being with people that are going to be there for you in a, in a loving way. So then mentally, with the affirmations come in. Now, the affirmations are going to work even better if you have done the work inside to release the negative messages you already have. <laughs> so you have to get rid of what you don't want so you can replace it with what you do want. That's the value of my books. Uh, my ego, the real meaning of 2012 is really releasing those negative messages, the ego. How do you release the ego? Why would you release it? You don't want that message anymore. You're changing your mindset. So, and then Paradigm Busters Reveal the Real You has the actual process of identifying the fears and identifying the resentments, which are angers from a long time, still running rent-free space in your brain. <laughs> and you can get rid of the shame and you can get rid of the guilt and all those and replace it with the love of the universe. So now mentally, you've moved into seeing the good in life instead of what's wrong. And you can move it. See, that's when you raise your energy, when you start seeing from God's eyes or through the eyes of love. And I'm thinking of the, I've got a book planned for the After My Angel book, and I'm thinking of calling it Through the Eyes of Love. Because that's really what you're talking about, is instead of the eyes of fear and reacting, we can now respond with a new vision, a new experience that everything is good it was just my ego or my old negative thinking that said, oh, it's good or bad. It's wonderful or terrible. And all this judgment comes in. My mother taught me judgment well. And I had, I'm still working on that one. So, you know, we get past that thinking and move into the consciousness of God consciousness, Christ consciousness. And then emotionally, we start feeling better. And you can start to feel the feelings. It's kind of like a tingling takes over your system. And, and so when you're spiritually in that higher consciousness, it's like tuning in a radio station. You know, you have the low numbers on your radio dial and you have the high numbers. And so when you're in, uh, see, you're, you're not in pit places that are negative. Physically, you've moved out of that situation. You're not uh, telling yourself that how terrible you are or your parents or friends you're not um, living off of the fear from the past that you may be hurt or something disastrous is going to happen run out of money or whatever <laughs> and and you're not coming from all this other place you tune in to this higher consciousness because you've removed what was blocking it and so when you remove it you say humbly remove and you're specific i found out you can't just ask for your fear to go you have to say, please humbly remove my fear of, in one of my cases was my car being stolen and I would not have a car to get around in when I got after my divorce. So guess what? When I still had that fear, I it got stolen because we're a magnet. And what we tell ourselves actually brought the fear to me and it was stolen. So I wanted to get rid of all my fears. I've become fearless. I wanted to get rid of all my anger because I know it's a little kid, five years old, throwing a temper tantrum. Life didn't go my way, and I'm not a little kid anymore. Life's actually pretty good today, <laughs> better than I expected, actually. So I don't have to live in the past. And so when you're tuning into what's really a higher vibration, you're not in the past anymore. It's not the obstacle and the focus it used to be. It doesn't have the emotional strings to it. You've cut those strings 
you've left the past behind and you move into the moment right now is reality right now you can change your life by doing something better right now tomorrow will even be better so we build our tomorrows off of today in the now you can't change the past it's done it's it's history but you can change your life in the moment and move into that higher consciousness each day there's a wonderful movie called groundhog day have you ever seen that movie that's what we're doing every day he finally learned to be a little better person than the day before somewhere in the movie he changed from the, the egotistical uh, tv weatherman to being uh, a person who was helping the old ladies in the car he was helping young boy fall out of the tree so he wouldn't have a broken back and he was helping uh you know different people he took piano lessons and became a, a, an accomplished in a band you know he was learning how to be a better person and we do that in the now and every time we do something to help somebody else share with others be there in a good way for ourselves and uh, then we extend that to others we share it god is energy and expansion so when you're expanding your energy you're in the now and that lifts you and the people around you and you're in that higher consciousness and in meditation you can bring it even higher and higher so it's a matter of cleaning i call it the rotor rooter system i don't know about england but in seattle and washington and the united states we have companies that come out and clean the the, the, the toilets and tubing for cleaning out the you know the debris and and so we clean out all that what we don't want and then you can have that higher consciousness that you that you you want and it's beautiful and it's it's so much more harmonious and pleasant and and, and it brings you see when we clear out the old it brings into us all those wonderful inheritance it's our inheritance is prosperity and when you clean out what's in the way you finally have all these things popping up in your life like you know beautiful opportunities uh your bills get paid easier you know things uh, show up i need, needed a new car and a, this beautiful car showed up at a very reason i got it for wholesale instead of retail so god finds ways to bring things to you and it doesn't have to be expensive but it shows up and what you need will be there it, it, that's you get out of the way and it will happen it'll it'll manifest and i think uh something that really struck me from that is that you know moving from the past to being more in the present and from fear to that love that you know being you got it love i guess yeah and and also when you were saying about doing good lifting other people up and, and supporting other people that coming from that place of love as well so it's that real shift from that fear-based past stuff to in the now and love. And and it sounds really simple, doesn't it? When you say it like that, but. It sounds simple, but the challenges can be rather, that's why as a counselor, I'm there to help people get through the challenge because your ego blocks it and doesn't want you to move out of its control of you so sometimes the challenges are kind of hair pulling <laughs> oh you know pretty tough i had a situation where ants literally covered the skylight over my hot tub and I, I was infested with ants in my house and i was cleaning up had to call people to clean up the situation i won't go into the details but in doing that he put in a different skylight than i wanted or that and he didn't ask me if you know what style i wanted he just put one in and it felt like there was a bar like prison bar over the top of it and i was used to being clearly open to the sky when i meditate in the hot tub and, and so but i just went panicky because things weren't falling to, the skylight wasn't the right one and i'm getting rid of the ants and then i got this other problem and and what i found out was I was reacting as a little girl because it didn't go my way. And in meditation, I was told to start acting like more mature and handle it from a more mature point of view and deal with it from strength instead of my little kid version. And all of a sudden things fell together. I ended up with the right skylight. Um, somebody helped me with that, showed up and helped me with finding out where to get the one that I wanted. 
And, and the fellow that, uh, of course, was doing the work wasn't happy because he ended up with the skylight he didn't want, the, the bad one. <laughs> but I got what was right for me, and it was very traumatic to move from that little scared girl to handling it like an adult. So that's why counselors are real helpful. <laughs> mm. To help put it in perspective, help you go over the hurdle of saying, let's look at it from a different point of view. Instead of giving away your power, take your power back. How can you make this plan come together with a rational way to approach it instead of just panic? <laughs> And so that's why, you know, spiritual counseling can be really helpful through those issues. And that's a good thing you brought up. Thank you for that. And to the sort of, um, I guess, guidance on, on how to you know, start thinking about raising our vibration. And, and you were saying about you have a lot of um, videos on YouTube. So I guess it's somewhere that people could go there as well or to your books if they want to find out more you know, about that. I have some set questions I ask everyone that comes on the podcast that I'd love to go through with you. So my first one is, what always boosts your mood? What brings you joy in your life? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Um, in my case, I didn't have a feeling in the world for years. So joy was not a word that I really knew. The first time I saw the word joy, somebody, I was teaching in grade school and a little boy brought a Christmas decoration that had the word joy on it. And I hung it in my house for years, but it just hung there as a decoration. And, and today I can actually be in joy. That's the difference of being uh, shut down with no feelings. And today they're actually, I'm emotionally available today to feel joy. Um, joy is the absence of ego. And so the book Paradigm Busters, Reveal the Real You, shows you how to actually release the ego. And the uh, Real Meaning of 2012, Bringing Heaven to Earth, by uh, the book that I wrote prior to that, explains why you want to get rid of the ego. So the ego stops your joy, and you are born in, joy is the level of fifth dimension. That's when you get into non-judgment, non-criticism, unconditional love and so all the things that have blocked that have to as we mentioned earlier that's the past it has to leave so the joy can finally surface now how do i get there well for me several ways um <laughs> this might sound kind of corny but there is a perfume called joy and every morning i put a little joy in my life with perfume <laughs> <laughs> It's a good way to remind me that that's where I want to be today. And so, uh, and when I go into meditation and I ask for the presence of love to fill me and I'm in joy, and if I'm helping people, that's probably the biggest way to go into joy. Um, I love counseling. I love doing readings for people. When people have problems like the ant situation, you know, um, and people come for help. Uh, well, one of the past life people, I, I regressed a lady who showed up. She kept finding boyfriends that were very codependent. And she tried everything in the book, supposedly, to get out of this rut, so to speak. And she showed up for a past life regression. And, and during the process, she realized what she was doing and repeating the old pattern. And she jumped up and she says, oh, if that's what I'm doing, I don't have to do that anymore. And she was sort of happy. Late. And when she had moved her energy into realizing what she could change and the truth about that, I just, it, it's like, I just, I healed a little bit of heaven. I had a fellow, um, when I first started connecting with the other side and his father came to talk with him and he didn't want to talk with him. Uh, they'd had a falling out before his father passed on and how their connections through me because i'm a medium i was this is channel and they were talking through me i don't know what they said but all of a sudden the father who was dressed in black with a black blanket on his head and didn't want to talk to his son all of a sudden the blanket comes off and his son and he are talking like old times sake they'd realized what the problem had been was a mistake and both of them came into this huge joy for each other I felt like a million bucks because these people had been at, at odds with each other for some time and they came into harmony and again it felt like I healed a little bit of the universe so those are really joyful times for me 
it's like I'm here and the job got done in this situation and I was a success. I mean, not that I say I did it, God literally did it for me, but I was the conduit to make it happen so that energy could change. And when I'm involved with helping people change their energy into what's truthful and honest and loving, it's a great joy. Amazing. And so my next question is kind of similar for some people or sometimes a bit different, so we'll see, is uh, what makes life meaningful for you? Very good question. It's, again, learning to love and accept what I do do. That's probably been the biggest, one of the, my biggest challenges. I was always discounted as a kid. So I'm writing books. I'm doing the counseling. When people appreciate what I've done or well, how I've helped them, or I, my books are being um, distributed internationally to prisons. I'm a big promoter and um, trying to help people in prison get answers so they don't have to return. So I go, they're distributed through a, pro, a program called Association for Research and Enlightenment, which Edgar Casey's, if you've heard of the great psychic in the 20th century, Edgar Casey's foundation uh, supports prison reform. And, and so I contribute my books and they send them out to prisons. And the letters I get back for people who said, you know, they're, they're helping people to improve their lives so they don't have to go back. They understand what's going on, that they can do life differently. They can think about it differently. And, and, and it makes my work meaningful to know that others are benefiting. That's the, uh, at first I was just kind of like a zombie when I get nice compliments back or whatever, but uh, now it's kind of, when I, I write an inmate actually in a prison, and, and, and to hear the compliments or the comments and the feedback of how it helped them. My life has meaning today. I can help others improve, do a better situation than they knew of what, what was possible before. And, and so they can be a better person themselves. That, that gives me great meaning. Uh, so my next question, we talk a lot about mental wellness on the podcast. Uh, so my question is, what does mental wellness mean to you? And how do you look after your own mental well-being? Well, mental wellness is really um, the degree of lack of honesty in your life, how fearful you are stuck, and how you cannot have trust in anybody, anything. Um, you can't communicate because you don't know how to communicate. I'm talking about my mother in this case. Um, and you don't have any feelings. And so you stay in this desperate prison inside your heart without able to come out. And, and my mother could never come out of that protection. She was so abused as a child and so much abandonment in her life. And in the early 20s of the United States, nobody talked about feelings, nobody talked about abuse. It was all held inside. What I realized, she got me to church as a young child and, and um, so she was a great believer in, in, in the, her religion. And I was next to her at a, pro, uh, a religious program in the nursing home. And she was, her heart was filled with love, but the walls she had built to protect herself were never coming down because she didn't want to be hurt again. Now I took on a lot of the stuff of her symptoms because that's what I learned. That's what she was. That's my mother. You do what your mother says. You act. Your mother is your model, you know, your family is your model of how to grow up. So I had a lot of mental illness problems. I was called bipolar. I just wasn't psychotic like she was. I was more neurotic. <laughs> and um, she didn't have a spiritual program like I was able to be able to find and put my life changed. So what I've discovered is mental illness is how well are you able to leave the past? Are you able to trust the universe that you are being protected and taken care of? It is beneficial survival around you to get rid of the people that aren't supporting that. It is possible to talk about what's hurting you. It's okay to have feelings of pain and abuse. And, you know, some people call it the pity pot. But I grew up and you weren't supposed to talk about those things. So you go to a counselor like me or somebody who's been there and you share your pain. She never could share her pain. 
she she held it inside and it kept her sick she couldn't do that she couldn't open up her heart she couldn't let the walls down and get real and and and, and have feelings she i don't think she ever felt a thing i didn't for years i i learned very well from her not to feel anything in fact when i went to her after incest she says we don't talk about those things so I was learned not to talk about it, not to feel, oh, she's, and when she says, don't feel that way. So I, I gave up my feelings. So it's really the trip of life is to move from all the fears and the harm and the abuse in the past and to move into the now. A healthy person is present, emotionally present in their life. They're honest. Some people call it transparency. What you see inside is what you get outside. It's not a game. It's not a mask. You know, I wore a mask for years. <laughs> I was not the real Marilyn at all. I was one scared, scared little girl. And I, I went through college, I went through high school that way, college that way. One scared little girl. And my marriage of 30 years, I was one scared little girl. And I never talked. I never had a feeling or anything. So to get emotionally available and grow up into reality and honesty and love unconditional love for yourself and for everything around you you come alive that your insides come and you're not sick anymore so if you if you're thinking outside of the box you're not controlled you're being yourself you're healthy happy you have joy you're living in joy that your life is meaningful because people can help be helped by what you're doing and, and life comes together in a beautiful way it's not perfect you know, I still have bills to pay when we get off the air. It's not perfect. But emotionally, you're not in a turmoil. You're not walking on eggshells. You're not waiting for the whatever to drop on your head. And you're not going down the tubes. So it, it, it makes your life level and, and smooth and harmonious. And, and that's, it took me a long time to figure out what I wanted in life. And I wanted peace. And I've come into that peace. So my next question is, uh, we talk about mindset a lot on the podcast as well. So could you describe your own mindset? Well, my mindset in the past was very much based in fear, lack. My parents were raised at a time during the United States had what we call the Great Depression. And most people were just living barely, you know, it was just a, if you could have a penny to, you know, you just didn't even spend it because you might needed for something else you know I mean bigger and worse so people were very much in lack they felt lack uh, and there was no self-esteem so my mindset was definitely in poor me poor me and I have learned that that's not who I am God created me in his image I the prosperity has always been there when I clean out you know trust God clean house and help others then I live in a mindset there's it's uh, wonderful and productive, and there's no limit to what I can do. And I don't have to be sick. My mindset today is I don't get sick. I, I figure I'll, I'm 80 years old. I figure I'll live to be at least 100. Uh, it expands your lifespan, and it makes you healthier when your mindset is in positive, when your mindset's in the benefits of the universe rather than the lack of realizing it's always been there. It's always been in your heart. It, it was there from time the beginning of time where eternal spirit God's always made sure that you've gotten through whatever you need to get through and the trick is did you learn the lesson from it now so many people will be critical of all their problems and keep their negativity re, re, my boyfriend gets on a negative trip about computers and so to move out of that your mindset is all is good how can I help somebody else? Because your needs, I'm not needy today. That lack of from when I was a little girl and didn't have what the other kids had. I have more than I need today. I'm not needy, so I have enough to help others. And that's the mindset is how can I be helpful today? Because God has taken care of my needs. How can we pass it on to someone that needs help too? That's great. So I ask all of the guests that come on the podcast to leave listeners with between one and three strategies that they can put in place in their life that are gonna have a, a massive impact. So do you have a quick one to three strategies that you would recommend to people? Wonderful question. Um, you're looking for solutions and that's wonderful because most people live in the problem. I would say the first tip is to learn to meditate 
and get out of your ego. The second tip would be to get rid of all the old messages that you learned that are going to be self-destructive. You don't have to hurt yourself or, or beat up on yourself. You don't need self-destructive action. So get out of the past harms, clean all that old energy, old messages out, and then see how you can be a helpful person in your community. Maybe volunteer in the museum, volunteer in the hospital, go to the, we have food banks in our country for helping the people that need to have extra, you know, can't afford food. Um, there's a lot of ways to volunteer. We have senior centers, uh, nursing homes, uh, all kinds of um, adult facilities that people would love to have someone come and visit with them, but nobody shows up. That's the, one of the sad things in our country is if a person is put in a, a nursing home, the family just kind of walks away and leaves them there. And, and, and so what can you do to maybe brighten somebody's day? How could you maybe, you know, I had a friend I took for groceries for eight years. She couldn't get to other places. She didn't have a car. Um, things changed in her life and, and she went on and is, does that differently today. But uh, that was a great treat to me. I had company and I was helping her too, you know. So what can you do to help someone else? Um, so it, it's like love yourself, clean out what isn't loving, and then pass it what you found onto others. Brilliant. Thank you for those. And so my last question for you is if people want to connect with you, if they want to find out more about working with you or what you do, where can they find you? Well, I have a website, angelicasgifts.com, and if you Google it, it'll show up Angelica's Gifts. I have uh, 10 books and ebooks, which I mentioned on Amazon, and my books are also on Barnes and Noble. So uh, connect with those. I also have a blog, and my blog is marilynredmondbooks.blog.com. marilynredmondbooks.blogspot.com. And I just had it updated, so my books are all on there currently now. And I have a lot of lectures, interviews, and spiritual information on YouTube. I have 173 uh, YouTubes. So if you're looking for some more information, like you're obviously asking me really good questions today. Thank you, Helena. And, and so if people are looking for answers. They're looking in my books, my blog, my website. You'll find that. Or you can contact me at Marilyn at angelicasgifts.com which is my email and if somebody wanted to phone me that's possible too my number is 253-845-4907 now I'm in the United States and this program is being done in England so there with cell phones sometimes you don't have to pay long distance and so that might be a possibility uh, I have helped people on Skype. I've helped people on the video for Facebook. Uh, there's so many ways today to connect. It's marvelous. This day of technology makes us accessible. And if you've forgotten anything of, of the above, just go to Google. Uh, there's lots of entries of my articles. I have a monthly column in the Sussex newspaper out of England. Uh, he published the Kissy published my Paradigm Busters book, which took 25 years to write, by the way. And he asked me to be a columnist on his newspaper. And uh, I felt very honored because at one point we had communication problems with the computer not working. And he wrote me, he says, I miss your articles. Will you come back and do this? So he fixed it so it would work and I could connect again. So there's lots of ways to get information and help. I also answer questions on a site called Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. Uh, last year, I answered half a million people's questions. So I've cost, now yesterday was a very busy day because I had this article to get out. But generally, I'm on the Quora every day with answering questions. I try to stay on top. That's part of my helping others. A lot of people do not understand depression. A lot of people do not understand mental illness, etc. So I help them on Quora when they ask questions. So however you want to reach me, I'm available. I love to help and it makes a better life for me. So thank you for making my life better. <laughs> Brilliant. And we can definitely put links in the show notes so that people can find you easily. Thank you. All of those places. 
thank you so much, Marilyn, for joining me today. I've really enjoyed talking to you and, and finding out more about yeah, accessing higher levels, increasing my vibration and all of that. So thank you so, so well, much. You're so welcome. And in England, there are some spiritual places you can go to help too. The Finlay University, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, uh, it, there's, you know, some really good spiritual, I can do a little more research too, but I know England has some good spiritual uh, resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. I'm in quite a, uh, I'm in the southwest of England, and so we're um, spiritual, I guess. We're kind of, I'm near Glastonbury and Stonehenge, so kind of, oh, very, yeah, <laughs> all of that. So, brilliant. Yeah, thank you so much, and um, hopefully, everyone listening has found it really useful. And thank you for having me. I really appreciated being on here. You're very welcome. So thanks again to Marilyn for joining us and uh, a couple of things that I just wanted to super quickly <laughs> say at the end. Um, and the first was that uh, across uh, several uh, episodes and guests, we'll have people who will refer to God or the universe or a higher power. And sometimes people are talking about a kind of Christian God that seems to quite often, um, I think, thinking back through past guests, be the, the kind of majority or to a more uh, kind of, I don't know, esoteric kind of understanding of a kind of God and a higher power. But I guess it's however you view your God and, and believe in your God is kind of applicable. So I just kind of, yeah, wanted to say that. And the second thing I was going to say has completely gone from my mind, which <laughs> quite often happens uh so never mind um i'm sure you know i'm sure it was uh, really profound and amazing and uh our lives are gonna be the i don't know mind whatever <laughs> so yeah thanks thanks again to marilyn for joining us and my last thing is we are still trying to build up our reviews on itunes so that more people can discover the podcast and um, find the podcast so if you um have enjoyed it please do rate and review and uh i've thought something else that i'm going to share which wasn't my uh kind of initial thought but it's a new one uh, so last week i had another guest podcast come out where i joined melody on the study break podcast so if you are a young person or you have a uh, adolescent child then it might be one to check out so she's based in the us and she shares all kinds of you know, experiences. She's a sophomore in high school. It was, um, you know, really uh, just amazing, I think, to talk to a young podcaster. So it was a great chat around kind of mental health, um, particularly for young people. So check that out. So yeah, we'll be back next week with two episodes on Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Monday and Wednesday. So if you've got any thoughts on the twice a week schedule, please do let me know. It's something I'm I'm staying on top of the editing, obviously, getting the episodes out. But if you are finding that it is too much and you just can't listen to it all, that is great feedback. If you are loving having the two episodes, please let me know. I am not going to do more than that because, <laughs> because just editing two shows is enough. But yeah, any any thoughts, feedback, just uh, send me a message, Facebook or Instagram on our page at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E. I would love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a good week and I will speak to you on Monday. Take care. Bye.